Hey, Becca Rich here. I am back. And today we are talking about planning, annual planning. It is December 19th as I record this and probably publish it because I record and publish on the same day. And I'm excited to dive into my eight annual planning do's and don'ts with you today. If you've spent hours making a plan and literally nothing goes according to that plan ever, you're not alone. That happens to the most of us. And actually, there's nothing wrong with that, which I'm going to be talking about in this episode. Also, everyone has their own style of planning. There's a bajillion different planners, planning systems out there. And so as you listen to this, I just wanted to do a reminder or an invitation to just check in with yourself. Maybe some things ring true. Maybe some things don't. That's cool. No worries. Uh, Take everything I say and pass it through the filter of your own authority and your own wisdom. These are just my takes on annual planning, eight do's and don'ts, and I'll go into all of that in a little bit. But today's something that is not typically productive, that's actually productive to me, is not planning. You don't have to plan every single thing. Sometimes the most amazing moments, insights, and creations come forth on completely unplanned days, unplanned weeks. I literally travel to countries. I don't know if you know this, but I travel full-time. I've been traveling full-time since July of 2020. Uh, That's almost three and a half years. And I literally travel to live in countries for months at a time with nothing planned at all. All I have, I guess that's a lie because I have a plane ticket and a place to rest my head at night, but I don't have, you know, plans on the weekends or every moment planned out at all. Like that, I don't, I don't do that anymore because I like to get there and I like to just listen to the universe and what people around me are doing and I go with the flow and it has been such a healing process for me doing that in my life and then I get to apply it to my work and it really is something it it is so magical to be able to like not plan every single little thing and I totally understand why people think or feel like not having every moment planned is product is not productive because sometimes a plan is necessary you know without it things can get unruly and overwhelming even just my example with traveling when I go to a a new country for just like a weekend or a week I want to make sure that I am making the most of that time and I'm making sure that I do my research and go to the right restaurants uh, because I want to get the most out of that experience. So I plan short term, not so much the long term. Maybe you'll get that by now. But I am really grateful for the experiences where I have not planned things and the most amazing, you know, synchronicities and coincidences and days just happen and unfold in front of me. So if you don't want to plan, let yourself not plan. You don't have to. I'm going to dive into the eight annual planning do's and don'ts. I'm not going to go super deep into each one, but I am going to go through them. And if you like writing notes like I do, get your journal out. I'm going to be going through them pretty uh, swiftly. (laughs) Uh, And 
notice which ones resonate with you or a do and don't for you. And if you have any planning, annual planning do's and don'ts that you want to share with me, feel free to DM me. I'm, I'd love to hear your do's and don'ts. So the first one is don't spend hours and hours and hours planning your year out. Things will change. Expect change. So do, instead of spending hours and hours, do spend some time reflecting. My last episode, I go into reflection questions, and then there's a link to a blog post with them uh, more sort of detailed out. So spend some time reflecting, acknowledging yourself, acknowledging the year that just went by, and celebrate yourself, and then create sort of a, a vision, a loose vision or intentions. So you generally know where you're headed, but you don't need every single thing planned out. It's just like how I was talking about with travel. I have my plane and I have my, uh, you know, the country that I'm going to picked out in the house. But aside from that, I don't have my meals planned every single week or day. I don't have vacations or like experiences you know, trips or things to do every single weekend. I go with the flow once I'm there. So it's just the general big picture. That is a the do. Number two, don't stop planning if it feels overwhelming or anxiety producing. So if you're making a plan and it feels overwhelming in any way, or you're anxious, or there's like some weird sensation happening in your tummy or your chest, if you're into somatics like I am, don't stop planning. It means that you're not done planning. There's something about your plan that does not resonate with your body, that does not resonate with your mind or with your spirit, one part of you or multiple parts of you. So don't quit planning if it feels overwhelming. It needs to feel good to you. So do make sure that your plan feels realistic key, bolded, underlined, realistic, doable, and fun. It needs to feel joyful and fun and exciting and motivating. That's how you're going to get your plan accomplished. You know, I hear a lot of people and I, I see a lot of folks like plan and it's so big and overwhelming and there's so much going on and it doesn't come to fruition literally because it does not feel realistic, doable, or fun. So make sure that your plan feels that way. <laughs> Easier said than done, maybe, if you've never felt like your plans are realistic, doable, and fun. That's literally what I'm here for. The third do and don't is don't forget about your life. You have all these things happening in your life that we often don't incorporate into our plan. And so do include your whole self, your real life responsibilities, your, you know, I call it maintenance, uh, self-maintenance. You need to include that in your plans. That's like the foundation you can't set goals or create, you know, figure out projects or priorities if you're not taken care of and you're not taking into account your whole life, your whole self, your real life responsibilities. If you have a pet or a kid or caretaking other family members or whatever is happening in your life, we need to include that. Any important dates, holidays, uh, just everything. Your plan needs to take into account your life. 
it's not just about the goals in your work. Most of the time our to-do lists and our plans, they just include work. They're just focused on work, all the projects and the things that we're going to do in work. Don't do that. (laughs) As a holistic time coach, I am saying do not do that. Include your whole life and your whole self. The fourth do and don't is don't follow someone else's planning process if it doesn't feel right or it hasn't worked in the past. So I started my planning journey with 12-week year, right? And it, it worked in a lot of ways at that time for me, but then it slowly didn't work. Like SMART goals were not nice for my brain, my spirit. Uh, I couldn't follow that plan after a while. And so don't follow someone else's plan if it leads to that overwhelm or that anxiety or there's something that doesn't click right with you or you've tried it in the past and it hasn't worked. Instead, what you can do is create your own planning process based on what feels good and what makes sense for you. So my planning process, right, is scheduling specific time to plan, carving that out in my calendar. And I also carve out space to slow down and rest leading up to the planning, annual planning time. In that time, I reflect. Again, last episode, if you want some reflection questions, check that one out. I also review the astrology. I'm an astrology nerd. I love astrology. Um, I also brainstorm just any potential projects. And I do this sort of all throughout the year, all the time. I have a a Notion page that has all of the potential projects that I could work on, any ideas that I have. And so I just brainstorm on that. And then on the day of planning, I get a lot of drinks. (laughs) I put on music. I dance. I meditate. I do all of these like fun things. I have fun while I'm planning. I'm in my body. I'm in the present moment while I'm planning and I don't have to do anything else. And then I sort of, you know, play around and visualize where I'll be in a year. And then I'll sort of lay out the year and prioritize a project each month with my whole self. So I invite in my inner kid, my inner teen, my body, my mind, my spirit, all parts of me this is something that I do for my clients as a holistic time coach. We bring all of our parts to the the boardroom or around the campfire circle and we make decisions together. It's not just my mind. It's not just my mind saying, you know, this is what you should do. And actually you should do three projects this month because my mind will do that. (laughs) And so learning how to plan with your whole self is really, really fun and important and actually makes a difference. So Don't follow someone else's planning process if it doesn't feel right and instead create your own based on what feels good. So number five, don't have a ton of goals. I sort of mentioned that in the last uh, do and don't, but specifically do not have more than three goals. I'm just going to say a number because maybe your brain likes the tangible numbers. Don't, Don't have a ton of them. Do instead prioritize. (laughs) <laughs> my rule of thumb is three intentions. Again, that's that's my thing. Uh, anything more than that, I'm overwhelmed and there's too much happening and too much I'm trying to work towards and, you know, the expectations start to set in and scattered. So I just don't do more than three across my whole life, not just at work, across my entire life. Three things that I want to create, three intentions, and I prioritize with my higher self instead of my mind I prioritize with my spirit. I mean, I I guess I prioritize with my whole self, but I specifically 
ask my higher self to come in and decide which projects or intentions are best for me in that time frame, in that time period. So don't have a ton of goals. It's overwhelming. You're not going to get anywhere fast if you have 8 million things happening all at once. And, you know, I often remember like when I did have seven, eight goals per quarter, per year, whatever, I always felt behind and that made me feel less motivated and less joyful and less excited because I was behind. I wasn't making progress like I wanted to on all of them. So it is an unlearning that needs to happen around not having a ton of goals happening all at once, but don't do it to yourself. (laughs) Just don't do that. Uh, And the next do and don't is don't use the words that you don't resonate with. So if you don't resonate with the word goal or plan even or schedule or routine or habit or systems, whatever words you don't vibe with, and this goes for holistic time coaching or your whole life launching if you're a business owner launching marketing like don't use words that you don't vibe with that bring up a heavy anxiety producing experience in your body and when it comes to planning specifically i don't use the word goals i use the word intentions because goals are and i actually learned this uh, from somebody i can't remember who but goals are actually coming from a word that essentially meant prison in being slightly into Buddhism, anytime that we decide, I want this, if we don't get it, it creates suffering. It creates expectation. So bringing some Zen mindfulness, some Buddhism into this, don't use the words that you don't resonate with and don't do the things that make you feel bad. (laughs) So figure out what words you resonate with. Again, I use intentions. I use maintenance for the, those like systems or the reoccurring tasks that need to happen, like just to maintain myself, my life, I use the word maintenance. I like it. I think it's fun. And you can also use cyclical tasks. You know, there's so many words out there. And so figuring out what words you resonate with really make a difference in your planning and how you feel about it. All right, two more, two more to go. Number seven, do and don't. Do not let linear slash scarce time infiltrate and take over when you're planning so if you know what i mean oh my god there's so much to do not enough time uh all this needs to get done you know setting deadlines and milestones and like all these kinds of things if you're starting to get again that anxiety or that overwhelm that's you allowing linear and scarce time to take over and that's going to cause you to not be able to like prioritize in an aligned and effective way you're going to set a ton of goals and then you're going to feel overwhelmed and scattered and not make progress on any of them it happens all the time (laughs) i used to this happened to me all the time so you're not alone it's not your fault we've been taught linear time scarcity time but we need to learn how to plan annually or just plan and live honestly in cyclical time so do tap into cyclical time time in life your life life in general is not linear tasks don't get done in a linear fashion healing doesn't happen linearly and when we approach it linear linearly it feels like it's running out we have to chase it it's scarce and so we look to nature for support 
around cyclical time, letting go of linear time. Time is nature and we are nature and all we have to do is look towards nature when we forget that time is cyclical. And for example, you know, every year we have 365 days. We have a winter, spring, summer, fall every year. Every day we have morning and night. There's a full moon and a new moon every 28 days. Like it goes on. <laughs> and so in nature, there's enough time for both expansion and contraction, for action and rest. We know that time never ends. And so there's no rush. There's nowhere to get. There's no destination because it's cyclical. And so that helps us prioritize and let go of the rest that allows us to choose which one thing we're going to be working on this cycle, these 28 days or this you know, season. And when we acknowledge nature's wisdom and cyclicalness of time and plan with it, we live and work easier. So tap into cyclical time, tap into nature. There's a beautiful quote that says, nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. And ugh. I love that so much. It is so beautiful because it's true. If you bring that energy of nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished to your plan, how much more spaciousness would your plans be? How much better would it feel? That's what we're going for. And last but not least, number eight, do not let your plan collect dust. Whether it's digital dust or real dust, if you plan via paper or online, on the computer, don't let it just collect dust. You know, we usually make a plan and then we close the notebook or minimize the tab or close out of the tab and it's gone. And we're like, wait, what do we do? <laughs> and then we just go by the seat of our pants every single day and we're in that like survival mode. So do not let your plan collect digital dust. You've spent hours, hopefully not too many hours, but you've spent hours creating this plan. And so the do here is figure out how to implement it, how to integrate it into your life. For example, me, I turn all of my intentions into actions, specific things that I do or I can do that will help me reach that intention, aka goal, what other people say goal. And I put my entire plan, all the actions, into my calendar. So I see them all. I schedule all of it in. It's scheduled in. And that's how I, I personally implement my plan. But everyone has a different process. And so figuring out how to implement it in your own life will be really impactful. Don't let your plan collect dust. And those are my eight do's and don'ts. <laughs> I went through those um, pretty steadfastly, swiftly. And I'm curious what your do's and don'ts are, which ones in this list that you resonate with, which do and don't do you resonate with, and how are you going to take this, these learnings and actually use them? How are you going to integrate the things that I've talked about in this episode into your life? If you want to share with me how you're going to do that, send me an email or DM me on Instagram. I'd love to hear more from you about your do's and don'ts or how you're going to integrate some of the do's and don'ts that I've shared in this episode. I've never released a planner before in my life, but I've officially released the first digital product planner. It's called the 2024 Cyclical Planner. And within that, Every single thing that I've talked about 
all the do's and don'ts here are integrated within it. So it is a super simple planner that helps you get it done in a couple of, I don't even know if it's a couple of hours, less than a couple of hours. It helps you feel really realistic and doable. It includes your whole self, your whole life. You get to infuse some of your own planning process into it. If you follow it or if you use it, you won't have a ton of goals. It'll be super simple and super effective and easy to follow and actually you know, follow through with, make happen. I obviously don't use the word goals within it. I use intention. So maybe you can see how that feels for you, planning with different words than you might be used to. And then, of course, it's cyclical. It is based on nature. It is based on natural nature cycles. Instead of linear time, it is abundant time, cyclical time, no more scarcity time. And then you'll be able to integrate it pretty easily into your life or into your schedule, into your calendar, into your wherever you plan, wherever you project manage or do whatever. It'll be easy to integrate it into your life. So check that out. It's on my website at theholistictimecoach.com. You can purchase it now. And I may or may not, for everyone that purchases it, I will be hosting, may or may not be hosting, a uh, planning session in the new year. It'll be for all the folks that have purchased the 2024 Cyclical Planner. And uh, it's going to be a good time. I guess I spilled the beans that it's happening. Um, So yeah, hopefully you will check out the planner. And if you want to purchase it, purchase it. And then we'll be able to hang out in early January and plan with the cyclical planner. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please support it. Please support Not Too Productive. Hit subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. Tell everybody about all these planning do's and don'ts. They're so important. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>